Dr. Julie Bruno, thank you for joining me today. Yes, hi. Dr. Bruno, what was the reason that The Lancet began this series on drug use and policy and so on in the first place? Well, actually, Lancet did a series like this, I think it's in 2011 or, or 12. And as you know, drug use in the world is evolving so rapidly. So I think it's a, it's a good timing to get a new picture of what's going on and the related harms uh, associated with drug use in the world. And this is a very important piece of information for all policymakers, clinicians, and communities. Part of the uh, statistics cited were that 271 million, I think, that had used drugs within the last year. And as far as those who have problems, is it also not possible that this is underreported simply because a lot of the people who would have serious problems uh, and around the world wouldn't have access to computers and things to answer these questions. Well, you're right. And actually, is it under, over, in certain subpopulation, etc.? We don't know. It's really hard to get good statistics on drugs. As you know, drugs are illegal in most countries. But it's important to go somewhere. And I think one of uh, the the... Um, the the consultations of the paper is saying we need more of the surveillance and and good data to be able to inform uh, and change policies because it's uh, you're right it's it's hard to know. Now you were a co-author on on two of the sections, uh, both of which in one way or another dealt with uh, future action and evidence base. What do you mean by policies evidence base? What what are policies based on now? I'll give you a very quick example in, in related to drug users. If you talk to people, the, uh, to people in parties or at lunch, and you're asking what we should do, and we should help people detox, and we sh- should help people get abstinent from drugs, and and we should we they should be motivated, and we should do therapy. Actually, in most cases, these are not. Uh, things that are supported by science. For the opioids, for instance, the best strategies is to have a medication that is an agonist therapy, which means that is an opioid. And if you speak to the people at supper or lunch, people will say, oh, it's, you know, it's secondhand therapy for those who are not so motivated or so uh, interested. So there is a lot of things out there that we know that is good science, uh, needle syringe distribution programs, for instance, that help people not die. But it's really hard to support when you're elected for a four-year term. And, and, and this is why research should inform policies and should lead changes in policies. How do you get that message across to the general public, which is what the politicians listen to? Well, I, I think it's uh, by having those papers that are widely disseminated in the medical community and in the research community, you begin a dialogue. And then you work with people, you work with the communities. Everything we're doing in research now has to be informed by the people that are affected, that their families. And then these are the ones that are conveying the best uh, convincing messages to the politicians, I think. What is the the overall message, then, just to sum up, of this series? That people who are using drugs are citizens, are human. They deserve to be treated 
respectfully with the same human rights that all the other people are experiencing. And it means having quality care based on evidence, as we said before, and based on the, on, on the best care we can give them. And if we do this, we have to look as well into the international policies of drug. You know that the international policies or regulations have been developed mainly in the 60s and 70s to really reduce the drug use in the world that didn't work. So because the international regulations didn't work, we have to revisit what we're doing. And it doesn't mean going from one side to the other and legalize all the drugs in all the world all the same time, but it means to have a nuanced approach that is coherent with each country and setting, but to look into the balance between fighting the drug use and treating people who are, drug, who are using drugs with uh, compassion and human rights. But isn't that just a bit difficult when we have some uh, countries around the world in which drugs result in death penalties and other places around the world where drugs are almost entirely legal? Yes, and and we're what we're saying in this Lancet series is, as I said, the beginning of the dialogue. But when you think of what happened with HIV in the, in the past 40 years, when there is a, a real political will and a leadership from the, the international community, things can change. So we hope that the drug use problems will be seen as a chronic disease that we have to fight because it's, a, it's something that is affecting, as you said, millions and millions of people in the world in, in a much more pragmatic and logical ways than what we're doing right now. Dr. Julie Bruno, thank you very much for this. Thank you.